Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! This is The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5, America's one and only sports talk show. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast where, hey, that's right, it's me, Justin Knight, not Nick Norris. I'm filling in for Nick Norris. And uh, today with us is our uh, former co-host who used to do the show with us a lot and has abandoned us and left us. That'd be Aaron Patterson. Welcome, Aaron. Hi. Hel- hello. Actually, <laughs> what I say, you there? I, used to say. I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't remember what I used to say. Yeah, well, I, say I don't think anybody don't really think cares either. Something like that. That's yeah. fair. That's a fair point. Yeah. But <laughs> right. well, yeah, welcome. It's going to be a little different show. It probably won't be as smooth for everyone out there listening, but hey, we're going to try our best to get through it, give you some great news and some great insight to some interesting games that happened yesterday. Um, almost a lot of heart attacks. For us out there, Auburn and Alabama fans. So we're going to break it down for you the best we can. Um, so first, we'll start with some news for you. Um, as you know, today as you're listening to this, you've probably already watched some NFL games. This show airs at 6, so the late afternoon games are ending. Aaron, any uh, NFL teams you follow or you're keeping track with this season? Uh, not really, no. Um, Steelers are probably my favorite no. team, and I keep up with them more, but I wouldn't say I keep up with them a whole lot. And other than that, it's just whenever I remember to check my fantasy team, because most of the time I forget I have one now. Mm. Yeah, we do do a fantasy league, and um, yeah, I was very reluctant to play another one this year, because every Me season is just, it's just disappointment. It's no fun. It gets yeah. old. It's frustrating. It's luck. It's really just let me throw the best it's team. It's mainly together. the other oh. people you play with when you play in big leagues. Yeah, that too. Because really, just you like know, screw things up. Yeah, and with our league, there's probably a few on there that you know probably have no idea what they're doing and just have a team together. But still, it's a little annoying. And um, yeah, like last season. I thought I had a pretty good year. I think I was first in regular season. But what happens? I lose my first playoff game. And <laughs> it's crap like that. That makes me not want to play it anymore. So, yeah, there's not really any NFL teams I keep up with either. I used to with the Panthers. Um, I really have no interest with them. I hope they do okay. I like uh, Baker Mayfield and Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think they could have a decent year. But the only reason I was keeping up with them before was when they had guys like Luke Kuechel. And, of course, Cam was there and when he was playing pretty good. But, yeah, I don't. You know, I don't really have any interest with NFL teams. But I did see with the Steelers, though, I was surprised. Kenny Pickett, he's the third string. I was hoping he would start or at least be second oh, string, but uh, they listed Rudolph him as third second string. string? Uh, second string is Mason Rudolph. Yeah, Rudolph. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, which from what people were saying is they <laughs> want to increase his trade value so they can get rid of him, blah, 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 a bunch of crap. So, But I was surprised with that. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's not much NFL. We don't really keep up much NFL. We'll 
tell we'll discuss some games and things like that but that's really it there's not much else going on but if any nfl fans out there you can hope you enjoy your first day nfl football today and uh, aaron any predictions who do you think could win it all this year for nfl yeah who do you think i think it's the bills to lose pretty much I agree. The way they looked last night, uh, the other night too, they looked very strong. And well, and considering their playoff record to the Super Bowl record, it wouldn't surprise me if they yeah, that's, that's the way to lose. There's to lose. <laughs> yeah, since they are zero and four, and they made it to four straight Super Bowls and managed to not win one. Um, yeah, and Bills, and then I'm trying to think who they play out of the NFC. I mean, it would shock me. The Tampa Bay Bucks find a way to make yeah, it. Yeah, the back. Bucks are probably my second. You know. Yeah. Because you, you don't know exactly how they'll play. But the Rams and the Chiefs seem to be not down, but slightly down compared to what they have been. Yeah, so. and it's it's hard to repeat. And it doesn't look like the Rams are going to have as good as a season, possibly. Especially yeah. the offensive side. I don't think Stafford's healthy. It looks like Cooper Cup's going to be you know strong as he was last year. He had another good night last night. But, yeah, I don't – like you said, I think it's the Bills right now and everybody else. Maybe – I know everybody likes to ride on the Cowboys. Maybe they finally make a run yeah, in the playoffs. No, not. Probably not, yeah. Yeah, not, not counting yeah. on that. So I'll go Bills and Bucks and then Bills winning it. That's, that's what I'll say for now. Yeah. All right, and then moving on, let's move on to some college news. Uh, Dabo Sweeney, he apparently signed a 10-year, $115 million contract extension with Clemson. Um, doesn't seem like he's ever going to go anywhere. I know you know there's always rumors of him possibly leaving to go Alabama one day. But as we know, Nick Saban also is never going to leave Alabama, so that probably will never happen. The amount of conversations I've heard just this week about when Saban retires and Dabo coming, and I just don't get it. Like, Dabo's not coming to Alabama. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't no. know why people think that's still a thing. He's not He's not going to come to Alabama. He just signed a $150 million contract to somewhere – he has two national, three national, two or three national championships. Two or three, I think it's two, yeah. And his worst season that I thought was absolutely way worse than it was, was last year, and he still won 10 games. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, they still did double-digit wins. Yeah, um, so he's, he's, he'd be a fool to leave, first of all. So Yeah, he, I agree. Not, I mean, not coming. He, he's got it made over. I don't know why Which, all of you are so hell-bent on... <laughs> On Dabo coming, just 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 let him just let him do his thing, you know. We don't, we don't want him that bad. He's okay, yeah. you know. He went to school here, but so did fifteen million other people. You know. Yeah, I mean, let the man live. And yeah, any other person that was in his, that would be in his position would be doing the same thing. I mean, he's got it made at Clemson. He's best coach to ever go through Clemson. Like I said, he's won two national championships. He can do whatever he wants there. He might as well be the president over there or athletic director too at Clemson if he wants to be. And I get how people see other people uh, have success at where, you know, they went to school and they just think it's like a cool story or whatever, like Kirby and all, all that crap. Do you know how many people are coaching at schools right now that are having zero success or just. They get hired over someone more qualified, not saying that there would be any more, anyone more qualified than Dabo necessarily. That depends. But just saying there's more chances than not that you're going to have not as good a success. I mean, 
like Scott Frost, for example. Mm. It's not yeah, great. That'll be, when we, that'll be when we get into a little bit later as well. But yeah, see, that's always the risk. You leave where you're somewhere comfortable. You've had, it's an easier conference. You know there's a chance you're going to make it to the AC, ACC championship just about every year and a chance to make the playoff every year. Now, and then you come to Alabama, it's, you know, there's a lot of pressure. You, you're just trying to, you're taking place at Nick Saban, best coaches of all time. I just, I mean, I don't think that's a job for anybody. And, I, it's a lot. I mean, the pressure, I, I can't imagine. So, yeah, and where he's at right now, especially if he does have three, but either way, two or three, he's young enough to where oh, he yeah. could pass Saban in national championships if he stayed where he was. If he comes to Alabama, then and he doesn't live up to it, I mean, it's not great. <laughs> I'd rather stay at Clemson and win five than, you know, come to Alabama and win two more and that's it. Because even though that's two more, over the course of his career there, he'd probably end up getting fired because people talk about firing Saban after he loses one game, which is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's insane. The uh, expectations are so unreal. People yep. are delusional. Well, that's why you know I wouldn't want to be the next coach that comes into Alabama after Saban finally does uh, decide to retire. Because then at that point, I mean, it's the expectations have been the, through the roof for you know. Let's see. Let's say he actually coaches till twenty thirty. So he would have been there for twenty three years, and. I mean, 23 years of having double-digit wins um, just about every season, or every season, really. I mean, I don't see them yeah. not having double-digit wins the rest of the 2020s. Um, I mean, that's just – it's not a job – I don't know who in the right mind would be crazy enough to take it because the I think recruiting would probably take a hit the first couple of years whoever decides to come there. No doubt. And, and then you got to figure out – the new kind of atmosphere, new personality. Yeah, so Dabo's doing the right thing. And, you know, people around here, of course, they want someone who went to Alabama, like I said, grew up in Pelham. They feel like he could be a great coach here, but like I said, it's not going to happen. It doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. He's got it made over at Clemson, and he's doing the right thing. I agree. So, all right, so another little news story. Uh, we'll throw some baseball in there for you. Aaron, you, you keep up with much baseball? No, I no, like it, don't. but it's boring, and they play seven thousand games. So if I try to keep <laughs> up with it, uh, my life would just be consumed. Yeah, and that was a discussion I I had the other day, just talking you know, about baseball and how it used to be, you know, the big sport in America. Now it's you know third on the list behind basketball and football, and they're trying all these different things. So they passed some new rule changes to try to speed up the game. So. If you do want to get back into baseball, they'll know how they'll they'll have a pitch clock now. So the pitcher has to throw the ball in a certain amount of time. Apparently not. That was about that for a while. Yeah, I think they've just been talking about it. They were doing it in the minor leagues. I know that. Uh, yeah, so be a pitch clock of fifteen seconds. Um I think is what they want to do. And then twenty seconds with runners on. They also did you know that so they have the shift in baseball. You move the infield around one mm-hmm. side of the field. That is now banned. You can no longer shift if you're um, out in uh, defense. Well, you can only that's have, stupid. Yeah, you can only have two people on one side of the uh, second base. No, and then also no infielders standing in the outfield as well on a shift. So that's gone. No more of that. 
Which I, yeah, I agree. I thought it was kind of weird that you that's, get rid of that's something like that. That yeah. is dumb as hell. And then, let's see. They also have... Yeah, okay, so on the mound, if you're a pitcher, you can only step off the mound two times during a bat. So they want to try to speed up. I like that. Jump. Yeah, so he's not stepping off the mound a bunch of times or picking someone off you know, three or four times in a bat. That can get kind of old. It doesn't yep. really... And it, it doesn't really do anything. But, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I know we don't really talk much baseball. I just wanted to bring that in there. They're trying their best to make it more interesting and trying to speed the games up. But I think the issue they run into now is just people People just don't have – when you think of athletes, you know, famous athletes, do you think of a baseball player? Uh, if you asked me about a famous athlete, the first person that would come to mind would not be a baseball player. Would not be a baseball but player. But obviously, yeah. I could name few, uh, name a few. Um, yeah, and see, that, that's the issue. I mean, you, when you think of other athletes, you'll think of football and basketball, maybe another sport. So it's just not very. They don't throw it out there enough. They don't advertise it. I think as well as they should, especially their players. And so that's why, just over time, baseball is going to keep getting less and less popular, which I mean, sucks because I love baseball too. The biggest thing with me is the it. amount of games played. Like, I get it, you have to do it, but uh, I mean, if I like football more than any of them, but if I was, if football was playing three games a week, I would not be keeping up with it at all because my thing is, you know, you want to get into something, you have to really keep up with it or else. You can't have conversations with people, which, no, yeah. you know, if I only watch one game and you watch all three and I'm telling you my opinion on someone, it doesn't matter. And I sound completely ignorant. So I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to do that and sound like a complete idiot, you know? So yeah. I just wouldn't keep up with it at all. And that's yeah. my deal about baseball. Yeah. It, it is a long season. Cause you know, I like to keep up with Kansas City Royals and, um, I mean, that's hard to do as is because they suck. So, you know, I kind of get to the start of the season and then it kind of gets around July and August. And I'm like, gosh, I really don't want to turn on a game tonight. I've seen enough already. I don't want to see them lose again. So, yeah, I don't know if they'll ever decrease the amount of games played. I think I agree. I mean, it's a long season that starts up, you know, spring training starts around February and then postseason ends around the end of October, beginning of November. I mean, it really long and it's hard to keep up with i agree see football is hard enough because it takes pretty much a full day and if you're in the nfl and it takes two full days mm-hmm. you know but i can still sacrifice a good portion of those days sit down watch games and hell i know guys you know stats you know oh, by yeah. heart in baseball it'd be impossible it's impossible to do that unless you are nothing but baseball yeah, if you're just keeping up with baseball. Sports because, in general, like, but no, yeah. I, normal people don't have time for that. No, there's a lot of numbers that go into baseball as well. But, yeah, and, you know, with football and things like that, there's just more anticipation going into games as well because you only have it, you know, once. Your, your team's only going to play once a week, so you're, you're waiting for that day and waiting to watch them play. So there, there's going to be more people that tune in. All right. Well, before we get into the games that we're going to discuss this week, We're going to get into our weekly weird news segment, Miss Managers. 
Peculiar and wonderful and terrible and bad Mismanagement and mystery and dreams you never had Grizzly or grievous or beavers with cleavers Audacity and specialty and used to drive you mad It's a wonder any one of us can manage to survive In a world of, world of mismanagers Alright, here's the first segment here First news story Let's see um, Speeding woman on cocaine kills drunk driver high on meth oh, wow. in North Las Vegas. Jesus. <laughs> you might <laughs> so read that one more time for me. Yeah, just one more time for you here. This was there's a lot going mm-hmm. on here. A speeding woman, she was on cocaine. <laughs> she kills a drunk driver high on meth in North Las Vegas. So it's almost like a wow. Yeah, maybe they're taking somebody out that could have hurt somebody that wasn't actually doing the wrong thing on the road. So that was um a whole lot of drugs. <laughs> so this says a speeding woman is accused of driving under the influence of cocaine and alcohol when she crashed into another car, killing a driver who was under the influence of meth, police said. She faces charges of DUI resulting in death, reckless driving, and being in possession of a controlled substance in connection with the fatal crash in January. So it was a two-car crash. Uh, first car. So the driver and the passenger in the first car were both ejected from the vehicle. Mm. Um, so her car traveled about 150 feet before it stopped in some landscaping. All three people involved were taken to the hospital. Um, there, police said Butler, who was on cocaine, was acting erratic and had to be sedated by medical staff. Nothing yeah. like some more drugs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the story of this is yeah, stay away from drugs. Maybe they uh, you know, maybe they learned their lesson. Well, Probably one of them not. definitely did because they're no longer alive. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear you say one of them died. I thought they all yeah. lived. No, one of them that was high on um, meth w- was killed. Oh, that's not ideal, is it? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's nothing mm-hmm. positive else I can say about this. <laughs> Maybe we should move on before I slip up and <laughs> say something that I'm not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, we would hate for that to happen. All right, next story here. Woman takes DNA test and learns boyfriend of six years is her biological oh brother. God, I heard about this. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Oh, God. Oh, what a man. nightmare. So, and this is completely not her fault or the guy's fault. So, the woman who was adopted as a child claimed she made the discovery when the pair decided to take DNA tests together to find oh, more about their families, but she has not yet shared the results with her partner. Oh, no. Well, apparently it's been shared with now because it's all over the news. So, yeah, imagine you spend years with that one partner. You're like, oh, goodness, this is the one. This is the one I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Then you find out, Aaron, it's your sister. How does, how does that <laughs> How would you react to this situation? Uh, I don't I don't know. I, maybe that's why they were uh, on meth and alcohol driving really fast. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so the couple's future is now left hanging in the balance, and they're having these crushed following shock discovery. So they never realized that so they were both adopted at an early age. Uh, so they, they took the DNA test, hoping finding more about themselves, <laughs> and they sure did. They found out they were siblings. Um, <laughs> she just said, she said, I just found out I've been dating my biological brother for six years. I'm 30, my brother is 32, I'm just going to call him my boyfriend for the majority of the time while I type this. I feel weird about this. I was adopted as a baby, but I didn't know that I was adopted until I was in high school. 
So yeah, I don't. I would say at this See, point, that's something that, not, But to to avoid situations like this, that's something that needs to change. It should not be on any parent ever. Uh, that if you adopt, it should not be up to you whether when and where you tell them. That kid should be notified immediately whenever they're of a certain age, I guess, that, hey, you're adopted, these are not your real parents, and you have this many brothers slash sisters to avoid situations like this. Yeah, um, especially to wait until high school to find it out. Um, that you're even adopted in the first place. Have you, uh, have you happened to have seen the Netflix documentary, Our Father? I've heard about it, and it, it was the guy that worked at... Um, I don't know where he worked at, but he like impregnated a bunch of women, so he had so many different kids out That's, there. Yeah, he was a uh, it was a sperm bank. Okay, he so was, he was doing it. Yeah, yeah, it was wild, wild. Netflix that did look interesting. Highly recommend. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, because it was like it was hundreds of women, right? Uh, thousands. <laughs> oh my gosh, how thousands? Yeah. I, I guess the guy was a little crazy. He wanted to kind of repopulate with his own blood or whatever. I don't know. He's he's a weirdo. I'm not going to mm. spoil it anymore. But you should uh, you should you should give it a watch. <laughs> mm, yeah. So terrible story for that uh, brother and sister who now can no longer date each other. All right. Moving on to the next story. Here we'll do a couple more. Chinese man. He was trapped aloft in a hydrogen balloon for two days. Oh. Mm, yeah, so Chinese state media say a man has been found safe after he spent two days in a hydrogen balloon traveling about 200 miles after it became untethered and flew away while he was using it to harvest pine nuts from a tree. What? <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess they use hydrogen balloons to harvest pine nuts. That's a new one for me. Yeah. Now, see, I was talking the other day. I would love to get in a hot air balloon. But there is the concern with this as well. I'd, I would want somebody with me who has experience and knows how to fly the things because I'd probably get stuck. And, uh, I mean, I don't know what I don't know how long these things can last up in the air. I mean, two days, apparently. I don't know how much longer they can go. But, yeah, I'd hate to get stuck up in the air and then it just stops working and just <laughs> fall to the you ground. Should, uh, you should go to YouTube and look up hot air balloon crashes. It'll make you not want to get in one. Mm, yeah, I'm probably not going to look that up, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing on it. I mean, it, you know, it'd be cool to get one. I mean, I don't see. I mean, they've been around for a long time, and I think now they'd probably be more safe than ever. But maybe not. You would think, but there's only so much, you know, that can go into safety features on a balloon and a basket. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a giant so flame coming out of the middle of it. <laughs> it's really pretty uh, primitive technology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I will say, yeah, it it hasn't changed much since they invented it. It's been yeah. about the same. Yeah. So yeah, I will agree with you on that. All right, and the last story of the day. Florida man lost in woods for three days after gator bites off arm. There's always a Florida man. How does he oh, survive three no. days after his entire arm was bitten off? Yeah, not and not bleed to death? That is a good question. We're about to find out. So a man in Florida had his arm torn off by an alligator and lived to tell the tale. Oh, get away, Ed. I don't want to look at this. All right. Rather than walk around the lake, he opted to swim across. Not the smartest decision a Florida boy could make. I don't think many Florida people are very smart, if we had to be honest with you. 
Um, I looked over there, and there's a gator on my right arm side, so I went to swim, and she got my forearm, so I grabbed her, he recalled. She was trying to roll, but she snapped her head, so my arm went backward completely. He recounted how the gator dragged him underwater three times. She's already got my arm, so when we came up the third time, she finally did a death roll and took off with my arm. <laughs> at, th- at that point, I mean, he's, he's probably lost all sense of pain. He's probably just in complete shock and trying to survive for his life. But at that point, if I've just lost my arm, I'm probably just going to go down in the lake and drown. I don't think I have any will left after that to try to swim across. Oh, that's messed up, but fair. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, at that point, I, I would already feel like I've, I've died. I've already been tussling with an alligator, and there goes my arm. At that point, I'm just like, uh, whatever. I don't. I mean, maybe you, you have gotta, a different you opinion on it. You try to survive. Though. Well, I, I guess, yeah, this guy now. Now he's missing an arm because he decided to swim in the lake. Um, so let's see. I don't know what he did after this. He started adapting life without his arm but still had some gator advice. Uh, he said, do not feed the gators, all right? You guys know who you are. Throwing rocks at them and stuff. I've seen it on job sites. Leave them gators alone. How about just don't swim in the lake? Where's <laughs> that advice? Yeah, Maybe. don't swim in the lake where there's alligators. All right. Well, that's all our crazy stories. So we're going on a break, but when we come back, we will review the biggest games of the week. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5. Welcome back, everyone, to the Game Managers Podcast, where we're about to break down the biggest college football games. So as you know, it's me, Justin Knight, not Nick Norris, and we have Aaron Patterson with us. Hello. Oh, hello. So we had some interesting games this weekend, already some major upsets from some teams, and also almost a close upset there with Texas and Alabama. So we'll go ahead and start with the game that nobody really cares to hear much about, and that would be Auburn and San Jose State. I think I'll we should ahead. talk about that one a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it all. I just tuned in to see uh, y'all get beat by San Jose mm-hmm. State for a good portion of it. Yeah, that was... Um, a little scary? No, I wasn't... Honestly, I was kind of... Ho- I've gotten to the point now with this team, I'm like, screw it, I kind of hope we lose. Tired of it. <laughs> I just want to see us lose. But, you, you know... I'm not going to be one of those fans, too. What'd you say? I said, what a real Auburn fan. (laughs) No. I was like, let's just make it. I I was hoping they'd make it interesting because in my mind, going into the game, I'm like, "Uh, it'll probably be a half game, and then that's really it. And so since they made it interesting, I was like, hey, let's keep it interesting. Maybe it'll be a four-quarter game. Get my money's worth watching this game. Um, You know, I'm not going to be one of those fans that, you know, I'm already seeing it right now. Oh, Harson's got to go. We've got to get rid of him right now. And I saw I saw I saw a good post from a, a guy that tracks a lot of Auburn stuff, and he was saying, "Man, we just had the deal with about eight years of mediocre football from Gus Malzahn. We had two decent seasons. Other than that, we've had we had great recruiting classes with him, but didn't do jack squat with them. He would screw up a bunch of players. wasn't a great coach. Play calling sucked. As we saw last night, I don't know if you watched the UCF game, but it was like I was living in a nightmare. I was I was like I was watching an Auburn game." Back in the past, and the way he coaches UCF was awful. They scored, yeah, they scored 14 points against Louisville. They lost. It was terrible. 
Hmm. So, you know, I agree. I, I definitely agree with what that guy was saying because we just dealt with Gus for this many years, and it was just average football. And so now Harson has to come in here and deal with the crap that the mess that Gus created his time there with recruiting and everything. He's trying his best right now to turn around, try to get some decent recruiting classes in, change the atmosphere of the football program. Because before it was just kind of like, you know, average is good. And, you know, in my mind, and I would hope majority of people's mind, you know, good is we want to, you want to try to go win the SEC West, win the SEC championship, and somehow make the playoff, win the national championship. That's a goal for a lot of teams that have that as a realistic goal, you know. But, you know, last night was weird. I don't really – the problem is the offense with two quarterbacks – it's just not going to work. And, and, you know, as a late coach said, when you have two QBs, you have no QBs. So I think the issue is going to be none of them are going to really have any confidence. Really, TJ Finley, I, I don't really – I'm not a huge – I don't think he's going to get the job done. Um, I think Ashford will be the better play throughout the season because of his athletic ability. But well, – yeah, And what sucks – A handful of plays, and I saw yeah. TJ Finley – uh, absolutely sling at one time, and then I saw the other kid. He was fast, very fast. Yeah, yeah. Fast. Um, and then I saw him sling at one time, and <laughs> that didn't look so pretty because it was a very, very bad interception. So uh, yeah, both both of the game, but that's what I that's what I saw. So it's like if you could yeah. combine them, you'd have uh, you'd, oh, you'd have. You'd- uh, Probably a Bryce Young, actually. That's who it would remind me of. You'd have a good quarterback. Much, much bigger, but. Yeah. Um, Yeah, both of them threw interceptions on the night. So, not. Finley looked better in the second half. Ashford. The problem is, Ashford's not really getting chances to throw it as much. I thought he looked good last week throwing it, but yeah, he only threw it, I think, three times um, last night, and that one of them was an interception. Um, you know, what sucks is we have two great running backs in Tank and uh, Hunter, who I think are going to have fantastic seasons. But, you know, wide receiver, we're still not really sure. We've got Javaris Johnson and then Shedrick Jackson, who's been there. Um, the O-line, I think, is going to struggle. You know, they looked fine. They looked okay last night. Um, but I, I don't really know what to think of at this point. Right now, though, going into next week against Penn State, I don't feel good at all. I, I see Penn State beating us next week, even at home. Um, and the, the defense was okay. Um, I think they can be better. The secondary doesn't look as good as they should be, especially out a cornerback with uh, Pritchett and uh, Simpson, who've been there for three years now, and it doesn't seem like they've improved much. Um, the D-line, I think, can be better. And then I feel like at linebacker we'll be fine with Papo and Riley there. But the, the issue is going to come into that we've run into for the past few years. I mean, since 2013, the last time really we had a really good offense, is that you know, it's just inconsistent from the offense. And we can expect great performances from the defense, but the defense can only do so much. Um, so I don't really know. I, I'm not one of those guys that's like, yeah, Harson needs to go right now after you know starting 2-0. and I just think it's just it's going to be a tough year with the guys he's got right now. I think the SC schedule that we have is obviously one of the toughest in the country, us and Arkansas both. Um, I'm just preparing for a long year because I don't see how this offense can score against some of the other defenses in the SEC. What's your uh, final prediction on record? 
You know, going into the season before they announced the quarterback, and I was, I was kind of optimistic. I was thinking eight, eight wins, possibly nine. That uh, you know, miracle. Right now, and you know, there's probably be Auburn fans. They're like, "Oh, you're crazy." I'm thinking like four wins. Jesus. <laughs> because I'm lo- I'm looking at the SEC schedule, and let me. So the first SEC games against Missouri in a couple weeks. That should be a win. Then we've got LSU. I don't really feel great about that right now. Then we got to go to Georgia, then to Old Miss, then we've got Arkansas at home. That's probably three straight losses in a row as of right now. Then we've got Mississippi State on the road. I don't really know. We lost Mississippi State last year, blowing a twenty-eight to three lead or whatever. Then we've got Texas A&M at home, which the way A&M looks, I don't know, maybe, but who knows? By that point, they may have turned things around. And then we've got Alabama in a couple weeks after that. I, I see what one or two SEC wins on that schedule. Especially from what I've seen, what I saw last night. I know it's only week two, but I mean, so yeah, I well, think you're four not or five. Beat home. Alabama or no. Texas A&M or, or Georgia or Georgia or Ole Miss. Ole Miss. <laughs> so it's really between Missouri, LSU, and Mississippi State and Mississippi State. Yeah, three toss-up games, which so three, and then you got a Western Kentucky, so that's four. Yep. So that'll put you at six wins. I think you'll pull out six wins. Six wins. Well, even if, even with six wins, Harson's gone no matter what. He, Harson will have to win at least eight or nine games to keep his job, especially with all the stuff that happened in the off season. And they were so know. close that'd to be, firing him. That'd be tough to win all three of those SEC games too. Yeah. So how bad? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna say I'll, I'll go with five just to be just to be nice. Well, I'm then say, again, I'm, you might win. Or you might lose one of those games, the toss-up game, and then pull out another one like you yeah. we do versus Texas A&M or Alabama. Or, or Ole Miss. I know we played well against Ole Miss the past few years as well. Yeah, so um, I'm still going to say six. Y'all, y'all get six. Well, I appreciate you being optimistic because uh-huh. I'm not very optimistic a lot of times, especially when it comes to football and knowing Auburn football and how I've been disappointed for years and years and years. <laughs> um. So, you know, I, I like Carson, too. I think he can do a good job, and it, it's going to take time to rebuild the recruiting issues he ran into with what Gus did. But the problem is he doesn't have time. The way, like I said, with the way the board and the donors are at Auburn, he's going to be gone unless he wins at least eight games. And that's what I've um, heard y'all's biggest problem is, is donors. Uh, it's, it's a mess. And, well, like, like I said, I mean, they wanted to fire him back in January and February after one season. Yeah. Um, so, and because they started making up this crap with the rumors and blah blah blah, we won't get into it. But it, it's it's a process. It's something that takes time. But I, I, I like I said, I like Harson. But there's times where I'm like, there's something about the staff that seems like there's there's not a lot of good coaching going on, especially when I watch the game. Because one of the it was um, towards the end of the game. All we had to do was run the clock out. And it's like it's not told or communicated to the uh, team, the offense, hey, don't go out of bounds. What does our running back do? He just runs straight out of bounds and stops the clock, gives him a free timeout. And it's just little things like that, too, that kind of tick me off a little bit. But I won't get into it. We'll move on. Uh, Big game, which a lot of people, and I know yourself probably didn't think this would happen, would turn into such a close game, Alabama and Texas. Now, Aaron, I gotta get your opinion on this. How how'd you feel about all this? I mean, it was obviously the ugliest game I think I've seen Alabama play, and since Saban's been there, other than Louisiana Monroe, of course that year doesn't really mm. count. But 
No, it doesn't. I mean, that was that was horrendous. We absolutely hey, should not have won that game. I'll go no. ahead and say. But you that. know what game it reminded me of? The Iron Bowl from last year. Did we? Yeah, but the penalties. Oh yeah, I will say that the penalties made it that's a lot right. worse. That's but mainly it, what I'm talking about is the penalties. Yeah, yeah and, that um, that was very uncharacteristic. Yeah, the penalties were just so bad because, I mean, there was only like 15, <laughs> only like 15 that were accepted. There were yeah. so many plays that I don't think people realized there was two flags on, and they declined one and you know accepted another, so it didn't count necessarily, but. There was probably 20 penalties total. And I don't think people realize that. I mean, it was ugly, ugly. Uh, I Yeah, we should not have won that. And, um, yeah, it was just it was horrendous. Yeah, you know, from, I watched the whole game, and from, from watching it, I, I, I was surprised, you know, Texas defense, what they were able to do. But... I think the issue that's going to maybe at some point hurt Alabama is that don't have the wide receivers that you've had in the past, like a Devontae Smith or a Waddle or, you know, um, some of these other guys, uh, uh, Jerry Judy, they're now all in the NFL. I don't, they just don't have that really main guy you can get it to. Maybe they'll develop throughout the season. You'll be able to get to it at some point. And then I think the O-line, because – Bryce Young, how many times was he sacked yesterday? What, three or four times? Yeah, so, I, uh, yeah, the O-line did, after watching the week one, I thought our O-line was awful. But I actually think our yeah. O-line was slightly better, uh, even though they didn't play great the second half. I think they were better than I thought they were. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I have to disagree about the uh, wide receivers. I think oh, we're yeah? fine there because... Like, even in week one, and I don't know how many he hit yesterday, but uh, week one, he was, what, he hit nine different receivers? Like, mm-hmm. I think I think the good balance helps us out more where we don't have to have that Smitty or anybody that just takes over. Uh, yeah. I think he can spread the ball out more. Uh, I think what hurts us the most is uh, stupid play calling, and mm. which that's everyone, but... That's my biggest thing on offense, other than, you know, the line. Yeah, that was the other thing about the line is uh, it's not like they just got beat on some of those. They just didn't pick up their blocks. Like, there was two of the sacks, like, they just completely watched them go by their face. So it's not like they just got completely whooped. It's that they didn't, I don't know, they just didn't pick up their assignment. Yeah, I'll give it to Texas. They had some good blitz packages and good schemes to kind of throw the O-line off. And like you said, the guy's not picking up blocks, especially there were some where the running backs didn't pick up blocks. Yeah. It was just a free rush. Um, but, uh, so I'll give the Texas on that. kind of remind me of how A&M blitzed last year as well against Alabama. I guess it's impossible to call a perfect game, but I actually thought he did good for most of the game because we had our – or at least the first half where we had our uh, – run game going and we'd always start off with runs and Gibbs was getting, you know, averaging five, six yards, a carry or catch, whatever you want to say. Cause he caught a lot out of the backfield. Yeah. But, he, he was the leading receiver yesterday. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we pull a Kiffin and we throw two consecutive passes behind the line of scrimmage, little screen plays mm. and they both yeah. lose yards. Yeah. Like why? 
Like I don't I don't get I don't get it. So I think that's what hurt us the most on offense. And then defense, I just think our secondary is terrible. So obviously, yeah. Uh, and that's the that's the interesting thing about the defense because that that run defense is incredible. Nobody's going to be able to run against Alabama. But yeah, when Texas had their starting quarterback in, I mean, throwing dimes, moving the ball very easily. And I don't know what kind of bad right. voodoo. Yeah, I don't know what kind of bad voodoo y'all put on Texas because apparently now when Texas plays, y'all the starting quarterback is going to get hurt and you know hurt his shoulder in some sort of fashion. Yeah, that kid, that kid really surprised me. I did not think he'd come out the gate slinging like that, but he uh, he's pretty dang good. As yeah, he's. I mean, I've heard the he's hype. He's only a freshman. Yeah, I've heard the hype, but just didn't buy into it completely. Yeah, but that was uh, was pretty impressive. Yeah, so I mean. It's another one of those what if. Maybe if he would have stayed in, Texas, you know, would possibly win or not. I have no idea. They should have won um, either way. Yeah, it, you know, it's just one of those things too early in the season, and Texas is still trying to figure things out as well. But just think they you know, it, it's, goal too. If they made the yeah, that, that 20 yard field goal. Yeah. yeah. That screwed him. Um, and of course, his last name's Auburn, so obviously he missed that kick. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I had to bring it up. But, yeah, you, the only, I guess, the positive thing I'll say for Alabama, it, it's week two. You got plenty of times to work some kinks out or whatever. Um, but, yeah, the the penalty thing, I, that, that's just the frustrating part if I was an Alabama fan, having to watch crap like that. And especially, like, from Will Anderson, what do you have, five penalties yesterday? Yeah, that was the other thing that was very, that hurt us a lot because um, we couldn't, get off the field on third downs because there were two of the penalties that Will Anderson had, it was third and like six on both of them. And we would have got off the field and yeah. because, you know, they played it and then stopped it. So resulting in that play, like, I mean, and the personal foul, that was, that was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. Like, I mean, we stopped him and then he has a personal foul and now it just gives the ball back right to him. Like we would have got the ball. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, though, though, that's what hurt us the most is penalties. I mean, it was over, what, 120 yards of penalties or something stupid like that? Oh, yeah. It was a lot. So, yeah, you know, like I said, I, I think, you know, Alabama will obviously improve. But um, I think they'll drop a couple spots in the rankings after that. You'll probably have Georgia. I think they should have nine. after week one. I mean. Yeah, with who they played. Yeah, well, it's not that. I just don't get why they were ever ranked number one. I mean, Georgia won the national championship last year, and they absolutely smoked Oregon. So, I mean, I would have never had a problem with them being number one. Yeah. Yeah, of course, going into the season, Alabama has been a huge favorite, which, yeah, kind of surprised me as well. I mean, Georgia. I know Georgia lost a lot of guys on defense, but, I mean, Bennett looks a lot better from what I've seen so far these first couple of games, which is great for Georgia. I think he's finally fit into their offense, and I think he'll have a pretty decent year. And it looks like the defense is solid as well. I mean, they've given up three points in two games. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting year. But at the moment, I think, once again, it's Georgia that looks clear-cut like they're going to be the, the favorite at this point. Um, but a lot of season left to go. All right, we'll just go through some quick kind of getting close on time here. But we'll just run through some other games. Uh, Notre Dame lost to Marshall. I guess nothing surprises me anymore with Notre Dame. I was um, shocked because if you watched Notre Dame, Ohio State, you thought Notre Dame had really came alive. Oh, you yeah. were like, man, this guy's got him on the right track. I mean, they always have decent games. 
but like he played him close all the way to the end. I really thought, I really thought like this guy's got it figured out because it seemed like he's young and everybody liked to play for him, and his recruiting class yep. was unbelievable. Pretty good. And yeah, I thought yeah, Notre Dame might be a problem here. Not you know not this year necessarily, but next year. And then he goes out after having that great game and loses to Marshall. What a mm, disappointment. At home. Yeah. yeah. What a disappointment. That will yeah. that might I mean that that's enough right there to just ruin uh your It costs you a job. Yeah. Especially at no that's gonna get him fired. It's just it changes just how like momentum is in a game, you know, it can yeah. it can shift. Well, I mean that's momentum in your entire career right there and how everybody mm-hmm. views you in the locker room and so on and so forth. So that's not great. Yeah, it's gonna be it looks like it's going to be a long year for Notre Dame, um, especially if they struggle and can't even beat Marshall at home. So it'll be interesting to see how their win loss looks and you know what they decide to do. Obviously, I don't think they'll fire Freeman either at the end of the year unless he <laughs> wins less than five games. Then there's probably an issue. But uh, yeah. I think the issue that they don't really have a quarterback. It looks like, um, like I said, I thought the defense looks all right, but apparently against Marshall they didn't play too well. So. That'll be interesting. The other one, which was just great, it makes me so happy. A and M losing yes. to App State at That's home, so and like funny. I've been saying, Jimbo Fisher is the most overrated coach out there. I think he's so, not yeah. a good coach. Uh, so going back to the Dabo to Alabama talks, when I, I, I just ninety percent of the time I shut that down just because I. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just so I'm tired of hearing it and it's annoying, but it never fails. Someone always brings up, well, who do you think you're, they're going to bring in then? And someone else always says, well, probably Jimbo. Jimbo. Like, no, please, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want yeah. Jimbo. He, he, I agree <laughs> with you. He's overrated. And uh, even though he is still a good coach, I, I, don't, I don't want him. Uh, don't want him at all. No, and um, if he's going to do what he keeps doing with these recruiting classes that he gets, um, I mean, uh, the only thing I'll say to give him a little bit of a break is that next year is definitely the make or break. I think if this year it looks like he'll probably go eight and four once again, seven and five, eight and four, but next year he's going to really have that recruiting class kicking in. If next year he doesn't show any sign of improvement, the guy's gone. But the issue is they got to pay this huge buyout to the guy. Because he has the yeah, what, second biggest contracts and gave yeah. him that contract. Yep, they should when he when he last year at the I think it was the end of last year he had the same exact record. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was the end of last year. He had the same exact record as Kevin Sumlin through the same amount of games with the same big win against Alabama. And they both had one win against Alabama, and they had the same exact record. And instead of keeping Kevin Sumlin, they gave Freaking Jimbo, like, you know, whatever, 11 years, $100 million or something. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, it was terrible. I, you know, I, that's why I don't understand why a lot of these t- uh, schools just don't do short little two, three-year contracts. Just to kind of start off, see where – I would just keep doing that even with the amount of success because you just never know what might happen. Just keep it short yeah. and sweet because if you can, you know, in a contract, at least and it's not this huge buyout or whatever. Look, look at uh, – Look at Ed O, you know, whether they thought he was going to be the yeah. next greatest thing. That didn't last yeah. long. 
and he's out the door with 17 million yeah so yeah um i think it's gonna be a long year for a&m their offense looks horrific and their quarterback doesn't look very good at all they have i think they have you know a decent running back but the quarterback looks terrible um defense looks fine but man that offense looks pretty bad all right, we'll move on to quick other scores here. As we mentioned, Nebraska lost to Georgia Southern. Or yeah, Georgia Southern. Uh, Scott Frost is probably going to be out the door sometime pretty soon. He's running I that program cannot believe, into the ground. I cannot believe uh, Herb Street picked them to win the you know the big <laughs> that. What? What a joke! I mean, he he said they wouldn't win it, but they would play Ohio State for it or something like that. Yep. I'm like, are you yep. kidding me? There's no You're way. An idiot. I did think no. they would have a much better season, but win the Big Ten or at least be there in the championship is a whole other prediction. And now they're zero and two. Yeah, well, zero and three or no, one and two, one and two. I think they yeah, have one, one again. Yeah, they beat a sorry team last week, but barely beat them too. Oh, okay, well, good on them. Yeah, uh, I don't know how he's still there. I, I know they probably don't want to fire a coach in the middle of the season, um, but. He's definitely gone. He's not He's yeah. not going to be here next season. 100%. It, yeah, it's pretty clear-cut now. All right, we're, we're actually kind of getting close on time here. We usually have a couple other segments, but, you know, we've just had such a great conversation here going on in sports. Usually, you know, you have my professor night, and then we do some TGMEs. We're just not going to do that today, all right? We're going to move on, and we're going to do listener letters. Go getters, write letters. We're the ones who read them. Please don't stop writing in to fill the time we need them. We are reading letters, the letters wrote by you. All right. If you would like to reach the show, you can do so by emailing us at thegamemanagerspod at gmail.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TGMPod. So, first question uh, is from Daniel. He says, Hey guys. Who is your three Heisman finalists as of right now? Um, it's kind of early, but Aaron, you got any three you're thinking of? Oh, gosh. Um, I haven't watched enough to, to get a good feel yet. I mean, the only three I can think of are all Alabama players. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean... I haven't watched enough of other people. Obviously, I don't think it's going to be three yeah. Alabama players. But, it, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that Bryce Young will probably be back in the conversation. Um, yeah. Um, I was uh, – maybe the Texas running back, if they play like they did uh, yesterday and they can get him some yeah. more carries, he did seem yeah. to live up to the hype. Uh, third one – there hasn't been anybody else that really stood out in the games that I've watched so far. I haven't watched every game like I do usually. Uh, I don't know. I guess I could say uh, Quentin Ewers if he ever yeah, comes I'm just, back. Cause I'm honestly just thinking of one. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe 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 Georgia's quarterback. He's a little nerdy-looking guy because he actually looked pretty dang good oh, against yeah. uh, Oregon. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go Caleb Williams with USC. Dude has looked fantastic to start the season, and he looks like yeah, he can yeah, be one of the finalists. I mean, I yesterday he threw – Yeah, they killed Stanford yesterday, and they killed Rice last week, but he looked great 
yesterday against Stanford. I think he, he threw for over 300 yards, had four passing touchdowns. I think he can have a really good season, especially playing out the Pac-12. There's a chance he can put up some good numbers. Um, right, I just have one right now. I think it's him, the way he's playing. I think he can be successful, especially after being around Lincoln Ryland. He's back over there at USC, so. Well, that's my my theory is all three of those quarterbacks. So how about that? Because it's basically just a quarterback award. Let's be real. Oh, it is. Yeah. Nobody else. And then um, second question we'll go through quick. Um, Game day party meal suggestions. You got anything? Game day what? Party meal suggestions. Uh... Uh, uh, I think there was um, I saw something at Moe's one time about them having I don't I think this was last year where they had like a taco box or something and they had like all the different fixings and stuff I don't know how much it is or if they're still doing it but if I remember right that sounded pretty cool last year and we never we never did it though yeah that sounds pretty good it'd be easy too you don't have to fix anything um, my I always love some ribs and wings that's always something I, I love to eat on a game day I like some finger food and something like that. You can eat a lot of as well. I think that's always something good to have at a game day. That or some uh, Kaneka, or maybe some buffalo chicken dip. There's just a lot of things. Now, I buffalo like. chicken dip is unmatched on a game day. Yeah, I won't say that, but I usually yeah. make that myself. I do too. Yeah. Certain recipe you use? I like the um, red. I think it's um, Frank's red. Yeah, Frank's red hot. Man, that's a good recipe. Yep. Mm. That's Solid. money. But all right. Well, thank you for the questions, Daniel and Mark, uh, Marcus. But yeah, that's all. The, that's all the time we've got. We had to skip a couple of things, but that's all right. We had a great conversation about football games, and this is going to be a very interesting season. I will say that with some of the upsets we've already seen, and or maybe it won't be, and it'll just be Georgia or Alabama running away with it. But hey, thank you all for listening, and um, hope you all have a great week. Aaron, thank you for being here with us. Great Thanks. having you. I'll see you uh, next year. <laughs> I was about to say we may never see you again, but hey, well, I hope I hope we do. You should you should join more often. Mm, you know, maybe. Mm, the silence is is uh, that's a good answer for me right there. <laughs> I said maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, I hope y'all have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening. And as always, hey, we're ugly anyways. Adios. Blue forty two. Thank you for listening to The Game Managers. Like the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TGMPod. Until next week, goodbye, adios, and sayonara. Sayonara.